This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Hey, Gobet. How you now, Bob? What do you say now, Bob? That's why I yell during the Bengals games. What do you say now, Bob? Uh, welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. What's up, everybody? Hi, everybody. Um... Happy Mother's Day. First things first, all the mothers out there. I have a wonderful mother. I have a wonderful mother-in-law. And I have a beautiful wife who is an incredible mother, is clearly the better parent when it comes to us. She's so patient. She's so kind. She's so amazing. Um, you know, I do my best on on some things, but she's, she, she does her best at everything. She's amazing. So happy Mother's Day to all the strong women out there who are just better than us. They're better than us men. They just are. Um, if you disagree with that, sorry, it's the truth. But happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers out there. And if you're not a mother yet uh, and you're looking to be happy, just Woman's Day, right? The the capability of being a mom um, is incredible. Being a wife is hard enough. And then being a mom and being a mom on top of two Yeesh, beesh. Um, yeah, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Had a lovely day. Really crappy weather here in Cincinnati. Rainy, cold a little bit. Wife wanted to go out to eat, took her out to eat. Went to Target, favorite place. She shopped, she got some dresses, got some shoes. Looked at the home stuff, went and saw my mom. Uh, her in-law, oh, my in-laws, her parents are in Atlanta. They're going to move back here sometime in the summer, but... Uh, they were in Atlanta. They're FaceTiming right now. But yeah, let's. Uh, it's it's a great Mother's Day weekend. Speaking of that, um, not speaking of that, I just want to start the show with that. I also want to start the show apologizing for last week's audio. Listen, you fucking guys know me by now. You know that I'm a fucking audio dork. I care very greatly about the quality of my audio. So last week, my headphones, the ones that I'm wearing, I think they're a little dinged up. They're very low volume. My daughter has dropped them several times and I was getting low output. And then, so I couldn't hear myself when I was recording and the drops that I had, they sounded good in my headphones, which probably meant they're extremely loud, which they were my uh, podcast for whatever reason, didn't pop up on a- Apple podcast for like uh, almost a uh, few or four days later. Um, it came on Spotify, had trouble posting. I don't know what, what that was about. So if you had trouble listening to it on either of those platforms, I apologize. It is up on Apple. It is up on Spotify, but uh, the audio was very sharp. The drops were very sharp. They probably blew your fucking ears out. So if you were listening to this and you're like, man, that I can't hear you very well because my ears are dumb blown out. I apologize. I take a, a lot of cr- uh, pride in audio. If you are taking time out in your day, if you're carving time out for me and my dumbass rambling mouth, the least I could do, the very least I could do is have proper audio for you, right? I've re- ever since the podcast was launched, I've really dove deep into, you know, what sounds great and you know, I'm learning on the fly. And uh, yeah, it was a headphones issue last week. No excuses. I'm cleaning it up this week and uh, I want to apologize. I also want to apologize for my picks. So I went five and four on my picks. I only won one bet. I was in the hole. I think I'm two and a half, almost three units down. Um, not a good week for your boy. It's, 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 I've had four, three or four winning weeks and took a big L this weekend. And, and, you know, I'm a little distracted, right? So I got a new, I got the gym, home gym coming along, uh, you know, and all week I've been 
going back and forth with mat companies, trying to get the best deal. Got a great deal. Shout out to Oliver Matt. I told him I shout him out in the podcast. You're going to see me posting about them. Amazing company. Um, they shipped. Uh, I should be getting them tomorrow. So it. they told me initially it was going to take a week. It is now coming tomorrow. So I had to ramp it up from Thursday on throughout the weekend, getting the garage ready. I mean, it was kind of a mess. Busting on boxes, moving treadmills that my wife never used. Move, wanting to move the fucking giant 150 pound water bag to to the corner, sweeping, painting, uh, just straighten up, just getting rid of shit we don't need. You know how it goes. And um, I was distracted. So I feel like, you know, my brain wasn't all the way in. And that's the thing about MMA, right? Is it, MMA gambling is, is a very, very tough sport to win money on. Any, any kind of gambling is. But MMA especially... Guys can get lucky and play lines, and, and and there are guys who are really good out there, but the guys who know the ins and outs of the fighters are the ones that are going to win money. Obviously, upsets happen. Obviously, crazy things happen in MMA. It, it's what to expect, but I just feel like some of my picks were a little kind of just like phoned in a little bit, is what I said on Twitter, and uh, I apologize for that. I'm glad I don't sell picks because if I sold picks, I think I'd have to shut down shop, right? Um, I keep it real hundred percent. There's guys out there that probably sell picks that had a bad week that spin it. There's no spinning it, right? I was distracted the entire week and this card was exciting a little bit. And then I kind <clears> of <throat> lost interest in it because I was looking forward to next week, the pay-per-view card. And then with just everything with the home gym, I'm getting excited. And I've told you guys before, I'm not a, I'm not a multitasking person. My brain works one way and one way only. So, um, yeah, it was it was it was a rough week. It was a rough week for gambling, and that's what I deserve. I deserve that. If I'm not, if you have one foot in, one foot out, this is what's gonna happen. I I did study. I watched a lot of tape. I feel like I did everything I normally do, and I could chalk it up to a bad week, bad picks, bad whatever. But there was a level of distraction that I had that I normally don't have, and it's 100 percent my own fault because I got things going on that I'm excited about, like a little fucking kid. So, um, that's on me. That's hundred percent on me. So if you tell me every week, I apologize for, for giving out some duds here. Um, there are some close fights. I mean, you can't win them all and everything like that, but again, you know, I'm, I'm going to be totally transparent with the audience and, and let you know, I was a little distracted, you know, it wasn't my best week. We're going to rebound pay-per-view week. I'm going to do the pickums with Timbo and Christian. This could be a three-way motherfucking battle. I'm cur- currently the champ. So we'll see how that shakes out, but uh, I'm excited for next weekend. And, and, and like I said, the, the mats will be here on Monday. Still got a couple little things to to tighten up with the uh, with the gym and stuff, but I won't be as distracted as I was this week. So my issue, my sincere apology for one, the audio blowing out your fucking ears. My apologies. The drops, I believe, are fixed. Uh, what do you guys want to hear? You want to hear this? Let me tell you something. Yes, suspect. Yes, suspect. Uh, the drops are fixed. Hopefully that didn't blow out your ears. Hang on a second. Getting a million text messages. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, so those are the two apologies, but I do have a little, little, you know how I do, you know how I got to get down. I got to go a little bit, you know, I got to talk about the, before we get into the fights, Good fights, not great fights. 
Um, we'll get into all that. We'll get into all the money I lost. And, and you know, there was a good combat sports weekend. Bellator was was, was Friday night. Pretty good show. Um, uh, Sergio Pettis looked amazing and against Juan Archuleta, who I used to think was very good. But the past couple of times, he's, he's come out and he's looked like duds. We'll go over Bellator a little bit. The Saturday night was UFC, which was okay. Canelo, Billy Joe, I have thoughts on that. Yada, yada, yada. But the one thing I got to go. So I don't know if I told you this. Right, I think I did. Right, the equipment that came in was complete dog shit, and I had to send it back. Right, so I got new equipment, went a little more expensive, a little more bougie, which I like. Amazing stuff. Um, I'm gonna be doing reviews on these these two different sets of MMA sparring gloves and shin guards uh, coming to um, YouTube uh, sometime this week. Once the gym's up, I want the gym up, and it's gonna look fucking good. But anyway, I have, we have, my wife and I have a million boxes in the garage, and I used to cut them up with a knife. Right. I have nice. I cut them up, stuff them in the trash can because there's times where our trash people, we pay for it. Um, we don't live in city limits. We live in the suburbs. So you have to pay for it every three months. And our trash people won't get off the truck. So they have that thing that hooks your cans, dumps, and that's it. So when I first moved here, I cut up boxes perfectly square, duct taped them, a million boxes. It took me like an hour to do this. My hands were sore, stuck them in between both trash cans. It looked I mean, it, was, it wasn't just like random cardboard boxes looking like trash, right? It was a nice stack, and there's multiple of them, and they just throw them back in my yard. We don't take that. So then I had to stuff them and cut them in and put them in the trash cans. Anyway, I saw a thing on Reddit. We had a bunch of tra- We had a bunch of boxes. I'm saying like maybe 15 big ones, right? We had stroller boxes. We had this, we had that. And I saw this guy on Reddit saying, this hillbilly guy's like, hey, for all you hillbillies out there, you want to get rid of these boxes, you water them down. And then you rip them apart. And so I go in the back, right, on whatever day, throw them in the backyard, put my hose in the backyard, start watering them down, working like a charm. So these little kids are out riding their bikes, right? They're probably anywhere from 9 to 12. And they stop kind of from my house. They're having a little chat them up, right? And they see me in the backyard watering cardboard boxes. So that was strike one. They're probably like, oh, uh, I don't know if they lived on my, I think they, one of the boys lives on my street. But he goes, oh, okay, that's the. That's, that, that's, you know, I don't really, if I'm being honest, I don't really socialize with my neighbors that much. I kind of just do my thing, go in, go out. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to become, I don't need new friends. I don't need new friends. I, a lot of people are like, hey, me and my neighbor, but I, I, I am envious of that. But the people that live around me don't seem that cool, if I'm being honest with you. Um, so yeah, I don't really want new friends, but you know, the kids are, the kids are pretty good. They're, they're, they're nice to my daughter when she's outside and you know, they ride their bikes or boys being boys, but they had stopped and they see, you know, this guy watering cardboard boxes and they probably thought, Hmm, that's kind of weird. So I wanted gloves. I had gloves in the house to rip out the boxes. Cause I'm a little, little baby back bitch. I wanted some gloves a little bit, a little bit cold outside. So I start squirting the house trying, I don't have my phone with me. I'm start squirting the house, start squirting the, uh, the door. Uh, the sliding door to get my wife's attention. And then we do this thing from a YouTube video where we, when we want each other's attention in the house, we'll go choo, 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 like doing little chirps. So I'm spraying the house in between spraying cardboard boxes and I'm yelling. I'm, I'm really loud going choo, 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 trying to get her attention. So she can come out and, and I, I can give me my gloves. Didn't work. So I'm doing it for like two minutes or whatever. And then I look over and all three or four boys, however many there were, were staring at me. Just picture that visual, a guy, a grown man, watering boxes in his backyard with a garbage can by him, squirting his house, going, <laughs> like these kids probably went home to their fucking parents was like, Hey, you know, that, that couple down the street, the, the, you know, the, the, the guy, you know, the house down there. Yeah. He's crazy. He's watering 
fucking cardboard boxes. But I will tell you this. It motherfucking works like a charm. That guy in Reddit, thank you. Water those son of bitches up and they just rip. Oh, it's so it takes me. It used to take me an hour or so to cut boxes up and hands are hurting and all that stuff from the fucking blade or whatever. This is so much better. I love this tip. It's awesome. Uh, clean out the garage in like 20 minutes of all these fucking Amazon boxes and all these other boxes we got and shit. Uh, awesome tip. So that's a tip I'm giving to you. Bada bing, bada boom. All right, let's get to the fights, man. So Christian, you know, everyone loves my patent, the star system. Christian, you know, part of the podcast, does the pickums. Um, an incredible uh, human being, incredible mullet. Uh, he suggested that I rate the entire card on my patent star system. So as you know, the patent star system, it goes up to five stars. So this card, I gave it 2.5 stars. 2.5, I thought that was fair. I thought that was generous. Some fights really fell flat. Some performances were amazing. I didn't like the main event, but I liked how Marina Jadiguez performed. So um, yeah, overall, I think it was it was, it was was okay. It wasn't the worst card in the world. It wasn't the best card in the world. I think this was just like a nice little appetizer for next week. I just don't know how next week misses unless a bunch of fights fall out and knock on wood that that doesn't happen. So main event, Marina Jadiguez. Don't say Rodriguez around me because I will correct you Every fucking time. It's Jadiguez versus Michelle Waterston. Um, not a fight I was looking forward to. Not a fight I thought was going to be the main event. Should have been the main event, if I if, uh, correctly. Neil Magny, Jeff Neal would have been a better main event. Gregory Gillespie, Diego Farrar. Obviously, those guys would have had to gone five rounds, so it is what it is. But we're not how you guys is a beast. She's only lost one. She looks she looks better every time she gets in there. Michelle Waterston, tough as a tough. Tough as a dog, as I would say. Dog, I mean, dogs might not be tough, but she's tough. Um, a lot tougher than I give her credit for. You know, she's a karate hottie. Everyone thinks she's attractive and she's probably could have branched off and really done the Paige Van Zant stuff and made money off her looks and then kind of maybe won her way out of the UFC. This is a this is a true martial artist who took a beating in there, never gave up for five rounds, up a weight class, really up two weight classes because she's a, she's a uh, traditionally a, a 105 pounder. That's what she started her career out. It's Adam weight up two weight classes against Marina Higas, who's a, a complete savage, a complete beast and Michelle got pieced up the entire fight, but was fighting for the takedowns and, and never gave up. And um, yeah, you know, I I was not impressed by her performance, but impressed by her toughness. She got a three stars, and my, Marina Rodriguez got a four. Dominant performance. Her stand up is is flawless. Her hands are faster. Her accommodations are great. If she sat down on her punches a little bit more, she could be a real real powerhouse in there. She's long. She's got that leverage. Um, and, and, but you know, her punches and her combinations and everything and, and her relentlessness is great. She, she, I think she arrived in Vegas on like Wednesday. She had like no time. She had a quarantine. Then she goes into this five round main event, uh, five rounds. I mean, she maybe slowed a little bit. She did give up a takedown in that fourth round, but rallied back in that fifth round and, and, and just took over against Michelle Waterston and, uh, great performance by her. I mean, I, I really liked his performance by Marina Rodriguez. I picked her against Amanda Hebos. I think she's a legit girl. Everyone was playing matchmaker on Twitter saying Marina versus Joanna. Uh, I love that fight. They're both very, very eerily similar. Um, I love that fight. Joanna, though, thinks she probably deserves a title shot. Rose is the champion. I don't know how you could sell that. Um, and if, if Joanna doesn't want to do that, maybe let her rematch Wei Lee for the number one strap title and have Marina step in for the for the title shot. Or, you know, there's, there's ways around it. But I think Marina versus uh, Joanna, JJ, would be... Uh, an awesome fight. I mean, incredible fight. There's no doubt about it. Um, this fight, I got right. I picked. I I, I took it in a uh, part of it. Let me let me get my bet. I don't want to act like I'm 
running for my bets. I haven't tweeted out my losses. I always tweet out my wins, right? Like I always do the little emoji shit. I didn't do that. So people might be thinking, oh, he's, he's not going to talk about his losses. He's only going to talk about his fucking, uh, he's only going to talk about his fucking wins. Sorry, let me see. Uh, I'm on Twitter here. I didn't get to write him down yet either. Um, here we go. Okay. So I had half a unit on Klein. So all my three straight plays, well, be, well, these three straight plays, I'm going to read you, were all DK boosted. So DK boosted gave me 33% boosted um, on uh, on the on the lines, and they can only 50K, 50 bet max. So half unit on Klein, my mortal lock, very confident. We'll get to that fight. That's the fight I'm probably most embarrassed about. Uh, half unit on Klein, uh, lost that one. Obviously, half unit on Dalkus, lost that one. Gleps, uh, Gregory Lepsey, the only bet I won over the weekend, uh, he hit for me. And then one unit on Cerrone, uh, obviously that loss. I also played a one full unit on Canelo winning by decision. He won by stoppage. We'll talk about that. Um, so not a good night. I, I won one bet out of the, the I, I played it safe. I played a little bit. I, I talked on the podcast multiple units. I'm playing multiple units. And then again, I, I, I know my limitations. I know when I'm in it, I'm not in it. And I was distracted. So I, I didn't do that. I, I held back, but DK gave me those boosts. I had to take a, I had to take a shot. Now, listen, I was happy with all my picks. Um, they just fell short. But Marina, a fight that I didn't tweet out was a untracked. I guess they say, even though I don't track my picks, even though I should, um, was a parlay. I did. I had uh he boss Cerrone, um, Mahina Rodriguez, and then, uh, who else I have in that? I had a four. So I had a five parlay. He-Boss fell out. So Cerrone, Rodriguez, He-Boss, Carison uh, Car- uh, uh, Harris. So Harris, Cerrone, He-Boss, and Rodriguez. Uh, it was only four. So He-Boss fell out and Cerrone obviously lost, so I didn't win the parlay. So I did have Rodriguez. I did pick her, but I also didn't have her. All right, Cerrone versus Alex Morono. Cerrone got a one. Morono got a three. Uh, Morono probably could have got a little bit higher in here. I mean, listen, he went out and he went after Cerrone. He knew... His weaknesses. I shit all over Alex Morono constantly. I don't think he's that good. I think he's had a bit of a chin problem. I think he's a very average fighter, and he just constantly shoves it up my ass. Goes out there. I thought Cerrone was just going to be the more technical guy um, and the guy that, you know, is is going to move a little bit and, and throw some kicks out there, maybe wrestle, um, you know, rip body kicks, rip, rip, rip leg kicks. Uh, you know, his boxing, his hands have never been, like, fantastic. Cowboys, that is. But he came out flat like he usually does. He's a slow starter, and 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 Alex had a good game plan. Alex, you know, took this fight on a week's notice. Probably knew that he couldn't go <clears throat> three hard rounds, and he jumped on him from the bell. I mean, he ran out through a fucking huge overhand. The big knock on Cerrone, the way to the way to beat Donald Cerrone is a, is a good overhand right. And Morono was throwing that nonstop, caught him, ended up finishing him, <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah, I mean, he maybe deserved a three. He was a nice little underdog play there for most people. I had Cerrone, missed it, had him in a parlay, had him as a full unit. I thought this was a cakewalk for Cerrone. He took a little time off. He's at 170. Physically, he looked good. I'll tell my wife during his intro, his arms looked pretty big. His, you know, Physically, he looked good at 170, and he just came out flat. He just didn't, wasn't there. His kicks were off. He's hesitant. Um, there's a couple times where he, he looked like, you know, he opened his hips to throw a kick and he wouldn't throw it. And then his defense has always been suspect. It was very suspect. It's like, just block that fucking right hand. I don't know why you can't do it. Um, yeah. So I should give Alex Moreno more props than I, than I should, but, uh, I, I don't know if I'm there yet, guys. I don't know if I'm there yet, but props to people who hit him. Um, I didn't now back to Cerrone. 
very piss poor performance from him. And he just didn't get off. He just, listen, as, as much as I just try to compliment Alex Morono, he is who he is. He's the level he's at. He is who he is. Cerrone, <clears throat> I know everyone says he's washed, he's done or whatever. Um, they've been saying that for a while. And I think there's some merit to it. Losing this one in the way you do, getting knocked out, standing against Alex Morono in the first round, that's a tough one, right? So I, I think he should be done. I think Dana, who loves having talks with fighters, should probably have a talk with him. I understand and, and I respect the fact that Cowboys probably earned one more. He said he can't go out like that. His legacy can't end like that. He earns. He, he, he wants one more. He, he definitely has earned it. Give him one more. <clears throat> Got to make it a right matchup choice because if you're getting starched and you weren't even for one second winning that fight against a guy like Alex Morono who took the fight on short notice, um, you're not ready for anybody else in this division, right? 55 or 70. So <clears throat> this is a tough conversation because that Cowboy's such a guy's been around a while. He's a he's a, a very notable figure. I think he'll be around in the MMA sphere for a while. Unfortunately, he seems like a wild guy that's going to have maybe an unfortunate end to his career. So a fight for the UFC one more time, whatever his contract's up, maybe retire, whatever. Then a couple years, you can probably see maybe some celebrity boxing or or bare knuckle or whatever. Um, I hope not. I, I really, truly hope not. But that's his kind of Cowboys makeup. That's what he is. He's kind of a wild man. I, I think he's going to be a type of guy that's going to be have a hard time to retire. Even though he's got a million other fucking things going on. You know, he rides, you know, he does crazy shit all the time. I don't know about money. I think he's probably okay on money. I have no idea. The guy's won so many bonuses. But I think it might be old time for Cowboy to hang up the Spurs. You know what I mean? Hang up his old Spurs there. All right, Neil Magny versus Jeff Neal. This fight, very, very close. I actually scored it for Jeff Neal. Both guys got a two. I picked Neil Magny as an underdog lock. I didn't bet any underdogs here. I'm kind of mad because I was very confident in Neil Magny. I was very confident in Joe Park, who, who fought earlier. We haven't got to him yet, but he won as well. Neil Magny, though, um, this is a really entertaining fight. I like this fight. It was, a, it was a fight of styles. I just thought Jeff Neal really impressed me with with kind of his cardio, and, which I, I was a little questionable about, like grappling cardio and, and the fact that he can get Neil off him. Neil's such an awkward guy to fight with those long arms and, and the wrestling and, and, and the, you know fighting inside is, is really good for Neil with the clinch and everything. And Jeff Neal handled it very well. His boxing was crisp. He was landing good left hands. And But Magny also fought very good. This is a very, very close fight. Very competitive. Very highly matched fight at 170. And uh, I, I leaned it for Jeff Neal. I had Jeff Neal winning the first two rounds. They're very, very close. But I had him winning that and had Magny winning the third. It was 29-28. Jeff Neal, in my opinion. I believe someone gave the one judge gave it 30-27 Magny. I, I could be wrong on that. Um, I, again, underdog play for me, great. But... I thought I thought it was my underdog lock, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I want it, but I didn't bet it, so who gives a fuck? But um, yeah, I thought I thought Jeff Neal squeaked this one out, and he's impressive. He said on the post fight that he's gonna take some time out. You know, he he had septus, and he, he feels a little weak, and he's gonna need to get some time away. And it, it, you know, listen, when you when you get a disease like septus, is uh, the fucking your blood turns to poison essentially. You, it might not be so quick to rebound. You know, he looked good against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, though. This fight was just, you know, I thought he won this fight. Um, it was a grimy, dirty fight, and I thought he edged it out, but what are you going to do? Neil Magny just going to Neil Magny. That's what he does. He shows up. He gets in your face. He's durable. He's tough. He's never going to quit. His cardio is a weapon. He's going to take you down, 
And uh, he's not going to finish you, and he's probably not going to knock you out, but he's going to make your night long for those three rounds and really wear on you. Him and Shemaev have been calling each other out. I think that's a good test for Shemaev. I thought Shemaev just signed to fight Luke, which I think is another great test for, uh, test for Shemaev. So uh, a lot of fights lined up for the old <clears throat> the old wolf, uh, Kazmat Shemaev, old, uh, old COVID lungs. <clears throat> Speaking of COVID lungs, I got... Get a little something in my throat. All right, next fight. We're 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 gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna breeze by this really quick. Marcos Rodrigo de Lima versus Maurice Green. This fight stunk. Maurice Green got a zero, and de Lima got a two. He should have got a one, but listen, he dominated the fight from top to bottom. Maurice Green, what are you doing? You looked in the best shape of your life, and I just don't know what you're doing. You want the fight on the ground, you, you couldn't do nothing. You got your fucking. It just it was a bad fight, a very very bad fight. Um, this fight maybe single handedly. Kept the entire car from reaching three status. This fight was so bad. Uh, and I'm usually not super critical on fights, right? Because a fight's a fight. But this one, this one's particularly bad. This is going to go in the stink bank. Uh, this fight, that fight stunk. That fight stunk. Fight that didn't stink. Gregor Lepsey versus Diego Ferrara. Awesome fight. I'm a, I've been a fan of Gregor for a little bit. Um. I, I've critiqued him because, you know, he doesn't fight often and he's getting older and he had all the skills in the world to kind of make a run. Kevin Lee kind of stopped that, took some time off, which I think is a smart when you get knocked out like that. Took 18 months off. You get Diego Ferrara kind of on short notice, right? Because he was supposed to fight uh, a while ago and then Diego steps up. Diego missed weight by five pounds, which worried me because usually guys that miss weight, they don't cut that extra whatever. Um, they have a little bit more energy. They're going to be bigger. Yada, yada. Gregor took the fight. 30% purse coming his way. And, I mean, what does Gregor do? Five-part star performance. Now, this isn't based on his performance. Huh? So, it the way he won it and the way he dug deep showed even though he's 34 and he might not make a run at 155 because that's such a shark tooth division he showed championship heart and mindset and he did a great post fight speech and Diego Farra is a fucking stud that first round this is one of my favorite this was the fight of the night in my opinion one of my favorite fights I've seen in a while just constantly grappling constantly it was jiu-jitsu versus wrestling it was Diego cracking Gregor on the feet Almost finished on the ground when he got on top. Gregor just willing his way somehow to scramble out. I mean, Gregor was completely flattened out. Uh, Diego had his back, and Diego's a high-level jiu-jitsu guy and a powerful puncher. And Gregor somehow survived the bell and got out and then stumbled to his stool after round one and was completely exhausted and then sucked it up and came out in round two and broke Diego. I mean, again, Diego cut missed weight, didn't cut right. You know, he's got a weird training camp situation and just broke him. And he said, if I'm this tired, I can only imagine how tired he is because Gregory Lepsey has that motor. He, that's that collegiate wrestling mindset. His cardio, again, is a weapon. His wrestling is a weapon. I was screaming during these transitions, punch. Because in the first round and even halfway through the second, whenever Gregor was scrambling, he wasn't punching. He thought it was a wrestling match. The minute he started punching and kneeing the body and really working over Diego is when Diego started to not want to scramble as much because he was getting hit. That was the difference. Gregor, I think, was so dead unset on, I'm going to break this guy with my wrestling that he forgot it was MMA. 
The minute he started punching, I'm, I'm screaming at the TV, fucking punch him. You got to start punching. It's great. Position over submission. But you can outscramble this guy at this point. Punch him. Make him pay for wanting to stand up. Make him pay for, for flopping to his back. And that when he started doing that, Diego broke like that. And he broke Diego and TKO'd him. Wasn't the most vicious TKO. Diego just broke and quit and was exhausted. And, and Gregor just just did that to him. And I think Gregor in his prime, I think he's starting to slowly get out of his prime. Gregor in his prime could have done that to pretty much anybody besides probably obviously Khabib. Um, he's that good at wrestling. He's that good at cardio. His cardio is that good. The stand-up is obviously getting improved. He's working on it. I saw improvement even though he got hurt in this fight. Problem is, is he's just not fighting enough. Stand-up is one of those timing situations. You can get as much sparring as you want, but unless you're in there with a fighter who's giving you a completely different look, who's giving you a look of, I'm not holding back, you aren't going to feel good in there. That's what the, Conor McGregor kind of deals with that as well when he gets in there. And with Gregor Lepsey, 18 months off after getting knocked out, not being a, a, a great boxer anyway, he did show some good movements, some good, some, um, good punches in there. And, but once he got caught, it obviously is bread and butters to wrestling, which I don't have a problem with, but the reason he got caught is because he's not fighting enough. So unfortunately I do not think Gregor's probably ever going to reach the mountaintop unless he has a complete change of heart. I mean, listen, 34, 35, he's going to be 35 soon, 36 or whatever. There are champions that are that age, but they're usually up in weight. Um, the bigger guys, for whatever reasons, they don't have to cut so much weight. They last a little bit longer. These young, these smaller guys, when you get up, that up in age, it's it's a little bit more of a problem. I don't know why. Fucking science, bro. But uh, impressed with Gregor. I love this. And, and, and Diego, I was impressed with him too. He got three stars. Listen, this is a guy who got out grappled by Benil. Came out, made it a point not to stay off his back, made it a point to make Gregor work, and he did. And it was just about a nutrition. It was just an awesome, awesome fight. And uh, props to both guys. And, and again, Gregor, the only bet I won. Bet I was actually nervous about because I, I think I was shortchanging uh, Diego Ferrar all week. And uh, you know, I was listening to some cappers who really liked Diego in this spot. And and I, I felt like I was disrespecting him a little bit. I just really believe in Gregor. I always have. And, and he showed out, and he did classic Gregor Gillespie stuff. Uh, Phil Halls versus Kyle Dawkins. Phil Halls got a three. Kyle Dawkins got a two. This was my send him home. I missed this on my send him home, and I missed this on uh, my straight bet. Um, I didn't do any props. I didn't hit really many props besides Yiri last week. And again, I was a little bit distracted. Kind of just want to do small little small little bets this week. And I should have made this my prop at send him home. I would have lost. Doesn't matter. But this was my send him home, and I was very confident that Kyle Dawkins would 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 uh, get Phil Halls out of there. I thought he could submit him and or knock him out. He had him buzz really bad in the second round, I believe. And then just his fight IQ was complete dog shit. Phil Halls get it, gaining confidence, gaining cardio. He took it to heart when he heard Dawkins say that he doesn't have a motor. He'll break in round two. Phil, uh, defensive wrestle most of, his fight, most of his fight, but the third round he was offensively wrestling. He almost stopped Dawkins. He landed some horrible elbows. Dawkins was wincing the entire time, did not look like he wanted to be there in that third round, was gassed. Halls was checking the body the entire time, right hands to the body, kicks to the body, which I think bothered Dawkins. And uh, just a real piss-poor performance by Dawkins. I, I thought this kid would be a little better. Um, he had some moments in this fight, but he just looked a little intimidated to me. Just didn't look like he wanted to be in there. Um, and maybe he felt Phil's power. Maybe he felt that um, maybe he 
was like, oh, this guy's going to be tired, and then I'm going to take over. And when Phil didn't get tired, he's like, well, what the fuck do I do? That could have been in as well. Phil, to me, going to Stanford MMA, I still think he has a little bit of a durability issue. I think the chin is going to be a problem. Um, he's going to get chin checked a few times in there. As long as he can withstand it and then and use his wrestling and, and use his smarts, I think it it could be it could be a benefit to him. Um, but that worries me that he gets rocked in pretty much every fight he's in. He does have big power. Really didn't get to see in this fight, but his ground and pound looked really good. His top pressure looked really good. His cardio held up. He fought smart. And I think Dawkins is a good fighter. I just think he fought like dog shit. His fight IQ was terrible. He had Phil out on his feet and he goes for a takedown. His corner was like, no more taking him down. Use your stand-up. And I think he was getting hurt to the body and he just, you know, just didn't really do much on the feet. It's unfortunate. And uh, I think Phil Hulls looked great. So again, Phil got a three and, and Kyle got a two. Mike Trezano was Luva Klein. All right. 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 So very confident. I commented on someone's Twitter a week before this fight. He said, I have a big bet coming. A capper that I respect. Big bet coming next week. And I was at work and I'm like, oh, it was got to be Ludwig Klein. Because I've been circling this fight since it got announced. Thinking, I wonder what the line's going to be. So my biggest issue with here is it's not that, obviously this is my best bet. This is my money, my mortal lock. This was all that. Obviously had a half unit on him, whatever. And it's really not the loss. It's the fact that the way I went about it, like I'm, I'm mad at my preparation. So I watched a lot of fight on Luva Klein. I, and I think I was enamored by him and just kind of lost focus on who he was fighting. Trezano, I think don't remember exactly what I said on the, on the pick on podcast. He's the ultimate fighter winner. I think I, I bashed that. He's like the most irrelevant ultimate fighter. I don't know. Pull the tapes. But if you looked at the tape, against uh, of Trezano, you saw what you saw against Luva Klein. Now, there is an argument to me that Luva Klein won this fight. Thick Diaz, shout out Thick Diaz on Twitter. He had it for Luva Klein as well. A lot of media members had it for Klein. I thought it was very, very close, right? The first and second round were incredibly close. Luva landed takedowns, but they did nothing. He clearly lost the third round. Um, I think there was a 30-27 in there. I don't remember the scores, but that was pretty rough. I had it 29-28, Trezano, if I'm being honest with you, but I was hoping the Green Hammer, which didn't show up this card, would pull this out for me. I knew it was very close. I knew Trezano definitely won round three, and the first two were very close. Usually when a guy wins, outright wins a round, that's the round that, that's the fight they're going to give him. More than likely. I know that doesn't make sense because they've already scored two and three, two and one before they scored three, but that's just the way it goes sometimes in my mind. And um, so there's an argument to be made. But again, I'm upset with my preparation on this. I felt too I felt too in love. I fall victim. <clears throat> I fall victim to that quite often, right? Louva Klein knocked out Shane Young within a couple seconds, has a good record, has fought some good guys, competitive fight. Trezana's been out for a little bit. You know, I feel like that's a good spot to steam climb, but I think if you really dug deep, a lot of people, a lot of cappers were giving out Trezano. A lot of people loved cappers saw dogs in this card. I just wasn't reading it right. And I think I'm more disappointed in myself for not reading it right than than anything else. Like, you know, yeah, I lose money. You're a gambler. You're going to lose money. You're going to lose weeks and whatever. But this fight in particular just was so confident in this. And 
And yeah, I just, I, I read it completely wrong when, and then you really, I, I don't have a short of confidence guys. I'm a confident guy. Okay. But this makes you lose confidence. You're like, Oh, I just came off four winning weeks. This is my best bet. This is my, this is the fight I'm giving out to people. This is my mortal lock. This is the one. If you're going to ignore everything I say, don't ignore this one. and got it wrong. I'm going to take that to heart a little bit. Um, but props to Mike Trezano. He got a three. Lovaclin got a one. Might have been a little harsh on him with the one, considering he could have won the fight. I just, I don't understand why fighters like Tyron Woodley, Michelle Waterson did this, Luva Klein did this. I know people are counterfighters, right? Canelo Alvarez, who fought, he's primarily a counterfighter, right? Excellent counterfighter. He does lead, but he's a great counterpuncher. Do you ever see Canelo Alvarez backing up? Do you ever see him just playing against the ropes, letting him throw, right? These guys that are like to counter, like a Michelle Watterson, like a Tyron Woodley, like a Luva Klein last night, they put themselves on the cage, right? And they back themselves straight up. Then they'll go side to side, but they're primarily back on the cage. And I told my wife, I don't know why fighters do this. I don't understand it. You have to win by moving forward. If you're losing a fight or it's a close fight and your corner's going, you have to move forward. You have to take the center of the octagon. If your back's on that cage, circle out, take the center again. You can counter in the center of the octagon, but a lot of people feel safe. Or it's like, um, you know, you don't corner an angry animal. You know, they'll come out of the corner for whatever that fucking expression is. Maybe that's like a fighter mentality. Let me put my back on this corner and fight my way out. I hate it. I truly hate it. Um, I think it's a horrible style. Guys that usually go forward are going to get the eyes of the judges. Um, and, and I'm not saying that's a horrible style. There are guys that, that do really well. That doesn't pour a necessarily. He likes to go against the cage and he counters. He did that with Connor quite a bit. He did that with Eddie Alvarez. He did that with Justin Gaethje. That's kind of his style. He's an excellent counter puncher, but he also likes to take the center as well. And he circles off a lot in the cage. A lot of these guys just put themselves in the cage and try to fire off. And then there's nowhere to go. Then they circle and reset. You're losing points. You're losing time. You're losing ring control in that. And Louisville Klein, I think fell victim to that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. He hit Trezano some good shots. Trezano took him and Trezano just walked him down and stud, you know, he's a stud. What, what can I say? I'm, I'm just a little upset at myself. All right. Next up young on park versus tough on, uh, Inchukui. Um, I call this from the get, you know what I mean? I should have, again, I can't brag too much. Cause I didn't put money on park. Park is, is, is a good boxer. You know what I mean? And, um, he's, he's, he's an excellent box, not an excellent boxer. He's a good boxer, but his bread and butter is when, when he takes guys down, he gets on top. His ground and pound is, is pretty brutal. I thought the minute he took Tef, Tefon down, it was going to be a problem for him. Unfortunately, it didn't happen until the third round. He fucking cut him up bad with some elbows and, uh, won the fight majority. Tefon, I think got, you know, got a point taken away from some nut shots, some, you know, some, some shit happened, but this kid's 5-0, 6-0, whatever he was. So he's got time to grow. But Park, again, the Iron Turtle, awesome fucking nickname. Showed up, showed out, looked good, nice underdog money. Thought that line was priced weird. Should have took advantage of it. Oh, well, I'm an idiot. Three stars from the Iron Turtle, two for Teflon and Chukwu. All right, next up, Christian Aguilera versus Kirsten Agu, or excuse me, Kirsten Harris versus Christian Aguilera. Harris got a three. Aguilar got a one. Aguilar just stinks. This guy just hasn't shown up in the UFC. He's fought everywhere. He's fought top talent, and he just can't get it together. Harrison Harris, you know, buzzed him on the feet, and then when he went to the ground, he was like sick, dark choke. I like this kid's length. Um, I like his confidence, right? Kind of looks like DC to me. Oddly, when him and DC were doing an interview, he looks like a very skinny DC. 
Um, one seventy is a Shark Tank though, so I saw, I got to see a little more of this Harris guy. But getting someone out of there with with your bread and butter in the first round after hurting him on the feet when your stand up is not super refined, so you, obviously you have something in your hands, you have a little bit of power. Um, I think it's a pretty. It says a lot about you as a person. So uh, good performance, three stars. The one that's it, May eighth pay per view or excuse me, fight night, fight night, blah blah whatever. Um. Yeah, so Bellator was Friday. We had Rumble Johnson knocking somebody out. Have you heard that one before? PFL was Thursday. So let's go to PFL. We'll, we'll, we'll get it over really quick, okay? So the PFL was on Thursday. It was a decent little card. Kayla Harrison is, is a problem. Gave a great, great post-fight speech. Um, dominated any, you know, this girl. If Clarissa Shields, who I'm a huge fan of, is a fantastic boxer. If she fights this girl in MMA, this could be a problem for her. Um, Kamaru's younger brother, Muhammad, got knocked out by Brandon Sales. Or got choked out, but basically got knocked out. Uh, not a good performance by Muhammad. Looked really wild in there. Ferrisio Rodum got TKO'd by Henan Ferrara, a big, big boy at heavyweight. There was some controversy that the dude tapped. It looked like it tapped to me. Um, unfortunate for Rodum, who I think is a piece of shit. I don't think he's a good guy, so what are you going to do? Uh, sorry about your luck. And then Bellator, yeah, Sergio Pettis versus Juan Archuleta, which I mentioned earlier. Fantastic performance by Sergio Pettis. This is a guy who's a great counterpuncher too, and it was countering in the middle of the cage. Juan Archuleta landed a few takedowns. Sergio worked to his feet. It was a great fight. Uh, both guys thought they won. I scored it for Serge. He's the champion now at 135. Uh, he's got some problems over there. There's some really tough 135ers over there, some Russian dudes that are fucking nasty over there. But Sergio Pettis got a big bullseye now. Uh, on his back and uh he looks he looked fantastic his counter punching his his uh ability to move away and then Juan again I was a fan of Juan he looked a little off to me right just looked a little off but Sergio looked on it mate and then Rumble Johnson got rocked forgot he got rocked against Jose Augusto Azedo uh this guy took his fight on short notice supposed to be Joel Romero unfortunately it wasn't Anthony four years off came in got rocked in that first round by a guy with a broken hand a guy broke his hand seriously horribly you saw on the top of his head he threw a punch and like turtled away i've never seen that before in a fighter it must have hurt that bad um and then he got rocked with a left hook J johnson then jumping in there got dropped first time i think i've ever seen him get dropped before he sent in the post fight i, I didn't get dropped i might have slipped they show the replays like oh okay yeah okay yeah, i got hurt and then of course he came in the second round and was like no fuck this i'm done playing i'm gonna land a huge right hand Awesome knockout, flatlined him, classic rumble stuff. This guy's, I mean, the guy's power is unbelievable. Called out Eric Albacine, uh, Henry Cejudo's guy with the funky glasses. Apparently, uh, that dude was talking some shit about rumble all week, and rumble, you know, said, fuck you. Uh, Peter Quilly versus Pachiki Pitbull. Peter Quilly is uh, Conor McGregor's uh, training partner, like the pretty much the soul, heart and soul of SPG Ireland. Conor McGregor basically doesn't train there anymore, so this is a guy that, is like the captain of the team, a guy who I've never thought was overly good. I mean, he's okay. He's got awkward striking. He's got heart for days. His wrestling's not that great. His juice is not that great. First round was pretty competitive between him and Patricky. Uh, he got rocked. He didn't get rocked a little bit, but his legs were getting kicked up. And then Patricky got cut uh, on his eye. And then Patricky took him down in the second round. And uh, I believe the second round was this all in the first round, maybe. Um, either way, elbow from the bottom opened a horrible gash on the top of Patricky's head. They called it because they said they couldn't get it to stop bleeding. Listen, his younger brother Pitbull's going after Quilly. Quilly wants to fight. Uh, the, the, he wants to fight the champion. Listen, his little brother has both belts. 
So his little brother's all mad that he's getting called out. Well, you're the champion. Quilly's now won however many in a row. Yeah, he's going to call out the champion. He just beat your brother. Regardless of what you say, um, it was a close fight. Patricky, I thought, maybe was up, but it was very close. And uh, and a cut's a cut. You got elbowed in your fucking head, and your head wouldn't stop bleeding. That's a win. I don't care who the fuck you are. That's a dub. Uh, Michael Page versus Derek Anderson. Michael Page, classic uh, Page with that with a kick. Broke this guy's nose so bad. Derek Anderson, solid fighter. Um, I didn't get to see this fight. I only got to see the highlights because I was, I was too busy in the garage. But, um, yeah, Michael Page does it again. I just want to see this guy fight more active. He's not young. They need to get this guy. And that's his complaint. He had a problem with Bellator because they weren't feeding them guys. Um, and then the undercard, which I won't talk about. They have some really good fights. Um, but again, I didn't get me to uh, watch it. Patch, Patchy Mix won against Alvin Morales. A lot of underdogs. Rafael Stouts versus Josh Hill. Um, there's some there's some studs there. And then the final thing, boxing. Canelo Alvarez, who I'm quickly and more becoming a fan of. Um, this dude fought Billy Joe Saunders, who is just kind of a loudmouth guy from England who has some okay wins. But, you know, when he was talking that shit, I'm just like, there's no like intangible. When I watched tape on him, there's nothing that really set him apart from anybody else. He's kind of an awkward southpaw, and I thought he was kind of a tough dude in there because he was 30 0, but he won some rounds. He was he he finally got his groove in there against Canelo, but Canelo was walking him down, tearing that body up, landing a good uppercut, broke his orbital bone, and he's quit on the stool. Now, Aero Hawani, of course, is gonna white knight for every fighter. You can't critique fighters unless you're in that. No, you can because there's been a lot of fighters who have broken the order bones who did not quit. They have let the fucking doctors come in and say, you're enough. And Senator Margarito against Pac-Man, that dude's eye was fucked, right? Victor Ortiz, that guy's eye was fucked. And they came in and stopped it, right? That's why, you know, cut me, Mick, cut me. You cut the blood out of the fucking eye so you can see. Billy Joe Saunders' eye didn't look all that bad, right? It didn't look all that bad, and I don't have audio from the corner. I don't know if if, if, if the doctor did stop it or Billy Joe's was like, I, it's, I can't. I can't go anymore. Kind of kind of a tough look when you talk all that shit and you and you, you quit on the stool. Like, get out there and, and, and take your beating, right? Because Canelo started to kind of take over a little bit. It was a competitive fight. You know, people had Billy Joe Saunders up. I think now this is Billy maybe going to leverage for a rematch because he's like, hey, I was up on you, dude. And if, if it wasn't for my eye, I would have won. Um, but I really don't think he had much for Canelo. Like, you know, he landed a couple clean shots, and Canelo was just like eight of my Tic Tacs. His, his chin's unbelievable. His power's great. His confidence is through the roof. He wants to fight. Anybody and everybody got into it with Demetrius Andrade at the press conference. That's a fight I'm looking forward to as well. If they fight Canelo is learning English and it's fantastic. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I think fuck's his favorite word. So yeah, that was the weekend of combat sports. Oh man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So follow me on MMA takes podcast on IG, Twitter, and YouTube, YouTube. I'm going to be doing some reviews of equipment and whatnot. And, and, and then if you want to, obviously I'll be posting on IG, the pictures of the gym. Once I get the match down and the, and, and, and everything right. Right. Um, so that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening again. Hopefully the audio is far better than last time. I apologize again. My sincere apologies to everyone that had to endure that. Um, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys listening and uh, again, rate and review. Let's go. Let's take this to the fucking moon, baby. All right, let's do it. Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! 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 Woo!
escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.